Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. How are y'all this morning? Aren't you so appreciative of our worship team? I know it's probably really evident to you that there's just so much work that they put into creating an environment so that when you come, you can uh, just worship God and get in the presence of God. And, and, you know, they love it when you just enter in and just focus on Jesus and give Him your all. Like, that is for them a home run every single time. And worship team, we really appreciate you and appreciate what y'all do. And I know what y'all are thinking. Y'all are thinking, there's barbecue, Pastor Mike. Let's roll. (laughs) But I need to take a moment um, because I want to honor someone this morning. Um, I want to honor Robbie Hageman this morning um, because Robbie's a man of courage. You think he's a man of courage because he's a firefighter. Um, But I text Robbie and his wife yesterday and... um, just was, you know, having a dialogue, if you will. And Robbie calls me up. And I just, you know, I think all of us, you know, we need to learn from one another. And the kind of courage that Robbie has, I want you to learn from. Um, I text him, and he calls me up. And he says, Pastor Mike, he says, I want to play a uh, joke on Katie. He says, we're always doing stuff like this to each other. I'm like, okay, what's your plan, Robbie? He said, well, you text me, he said, and I'm going to text you back something like, you know, I'm so glad we've got a picnic because at least the people will get fed with that food because, you know, we're kind of lacking in getting fed with the word from you. And I thought, that's a bold move. That's a bold move. And there were some other things in there. Um, and, you know, I said, Robbie, you know, you, you go for it. You go for it. And I thought, you know, I said a prayer, Lord, as he just commits his life into your hands right now. <laughs> and apparently, it was so impactful, Katie called her brother and said, he has lost his mind. <laughs> and, um, you know, I thought, you know, men who run into buildings that are on fire have courage, but that's another level. I just... I do want to encourage you, brother, there's a boundary that you do cross, and we're going to keep you on this side, but um, I just thought that was really good. Are you all ready for the Bible today? I want to read to you out of 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 13, verse 11 today, and uh, it says this, it says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, and when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Let's take a moment. Let's pray today. Father, we love you, and uh, we are so privileged to gather in your name, Jesus. You are our hero, and we worship you today. Lord, your demonstration of love for us, your compassion for us, your patience towards us, your grace, God, your mercy, we are just so overwhelmed by your goodness towards us. We say, Lord, we don't deserve it, but Lord, do we need it. Thank you for the cross today. Thank you for your word today. Lord, today, would you just fill us with your word? Lord, let every single one of us hear something that is just for us, Lord God. Uh, Speak to us right where we are in our season and place in life, just like you know how to do. And Lord, I pray for the empowerment of your spirit, God, to share what is in your heart today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things I love 
about the Christian journey is change. I, you know, over 30 years, I turned 30 this year, it was May 5th, 1992, so 30 years of serving Jesus, plus some years of, anyhow, so I'm not claiming to be 30, you misunderstand, Um, you know, like he's a liar. Um, What I love is I love over those 30 years that um, my, my, in serving the Lord, my my relationship with Him has changed over the years. I, I'm growing closer to the Lord, and I'm, I'm still learning His ways. I'm still learning how wise God is. I'm still experiencing His goodness and His faithfulness and His strength and His grace and His mercy in my life. My, my relationship with the Lord is not static. It, it's not frozen. It's, it's living. It's growing Honestly, it's exciting. And, you know, likewise, I'm still growing in the Lord. I, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still transforming. Um, I'm still learning to do new things that I haven't done before. And I am still changing. And um, I'm finding that there's always a next. Would you say the word next? There's always a next, the next opportunity that God has prepared for me and for you, a next adventure, a next assignment. You know, and, and last week I had a word for the church where uh, I talked about how it was, uh, you know, before the message, how the Lord is maturing us as a church family. And, uh, and I shared with you that, you know, when David was young, and probably about a teenager, when he fought Goliath as a young man, um, he fought with... Um, with a slingshot. And the reason he fought with that is because that's what he knew and that's what he was comfortable with. In fact, when when King Saul tried to give David his own armor to face Goliath, it it didn't fit him. It wasn't right. It was a man's armor and David was still probably about a teenager and it wasn't what he was familiar with and what he knew. And and what's great about God is in every season of, of our lives, like he's in that moment and in that place of maturity and God can slay the Goliath even with a young David and a sling and a stone. Amen? But David, God didn't stop with David there. He didn't say, you know what, you're the sling guy. You're just going to work with the sling all the rest of your life, and that's going to be your modus operandi. No, God continued to grow him and continued to mature him. As a matter of fact, there's a story in 1 Samuel chapter 22 where, where David is running from King Saul who's trying to take his life, and uh, I think it's Abathar, gives him Goliath's sword. How ironic is that? David had grown in his, in his life and his walk and everything. You know, now he was a mighty warrior leading other men into battle before he was literally the guy showing up with the cheese for his brothers, you know. And now he's leading men into battle and he has a sword of his own and Goliath's sword is put in his hand. There's this maturity that happens and I believe that's something that God is doing in us and as a church, that there's this moving forward, there's an upgrading of armor, there's an upgrading of an equipment. And in last week when we were praying, I just saw this huge sword. And you know, the sword in the word is the Word of God, right? And you know, the Word of God is so powerful. And when you have a powerful weapon like that, you need to know how to use it correctly. Can I say that again? When you have a powerful weapon like that in your hand, you need to know how to use it correctly. You can create great damage, and you want to create damage to the kingdom of darkness. 
and you want to you know, cut between bone and marrow, you know, dividing truth in our own hearts so that we have a revelation of who God is. But I really believe that God is, is maturing us and He's putting a, a heavier mantle on us and the Lord's putting a greater expectation on us. And, you know, maturity uh, is an honor and maturity is a responsibility. And He is preparing you and I for our future assignments. And those future assignments have to do with other people whose, whose lives God wants to change. And I, I want to compel you this morning. I want to compel you to take your growth and your preparation seriously. I read you that scripture out of 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind, behind me. Um, and I think something is happening in us where God is just moving all of us. I really mean that. All of us forward as a family. And what's great is when we move forward as a family, people who come behind us stand on our backs. They stand on our shoulders, if you will, right? And they uh, move forward. We, we are setting the fence post. We are setting the boundaries for the generations that are coming behind us. And, um, and they get to run farther and run harder uh, because of what you and I have done in our own growth in the Lord. Amen? I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 5 for a moment. We're only going to be there for a minute, and then we're going to jump to Matthew chapter 25. But in, in Hebrews chapter 5, um, we, see, um, we see this writing to folks who had kind of fallen asleep in their faith, that had become apathetic um, about their growth. And I, I want to read a couple excerpts out of here because I think they're really helpful and they have some keys for us about how do you continue to grow and mature in every season of your life. So in Hebrews 5.11, it says this, we have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you, are no, you no longer try to understand. That's an interesting phrase. You no longer try to understand. In fact... Though it, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by consistent use... Would you say consistent use? Oh, that's a good word right there. By consistent use, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. I'll tell you what, when I read that one part, I find it a little scary. They no longer tried to understand. You know, they say one of the most dangerous feelings you can have in your, in your life is apathy. Because apathy means like, I'm numb, like I, I really just, I just don't care, Period. It doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me angry. I'm just kind of like, meh, right? I think Bobby uh, Boyd has some letters on his, uh, on, his, uh, on his mantle at home, and we always like to play the joke of reorganizing them, so they say, meh. Is that what we, is that what we I think? Uh, yeah, instead of home, we do meh. Anyhow, um, <laughs> we'll be having First Friday Family Feast there or something, and somebody inevitably goes by. It's probably... Um, it's probably that guy over there, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Hageman. He'd probably come up with other words. <laughs> James, 
James Daniels is so happy right now. You have no idea. You have no idea. Because there's always somebody. Robbie just went to the top of the list there. Um, But, you know, as you sow, you reap, right? And your wife is a praying woman. So Um, it's scary, though, that idea that I no longer tried to understand and that they, they needed the elementary truths of God's word all over again. And, and I really believe that that will not be us. I needed a better amen than that. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to walk up to it. You ready? You ready? I'll give you the cue. I'm really believing that that's not going to be us. Amen. That's right. Um, there's, there, there are really critical times to amen. I just don't want to move on, you know, too much without you. Um, it says that the mature in here, with constant use, I love that, constant use of God's Word. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Like, we want God's Word in our lives to be of constant use. I'm amazed at how much is in God's Word. I don't mean how long the books are. I mean, like, how much is in there. And how, like, I can go and read something in different seasons of my life, and it's like, like standing in the same room but from a different vantage point and going, oh, wow, look at that. That's in there as well. And that speaks to me. And the Holy Spirit, as our teacher, is so willing to say, you know what, I got something for you today. And it's like, it's the best kind of gold digging, right? It's like you're digging for gold in the Word as opposed to other kinds of gold digging. Um, <laughs> constant use They trained themselves. What a beautiful thought. You know, the mature are ready and the mature are prepared. I want to unpack that with you. The mature are ready and the mature are prepared. I want to take you to a parable in Matthew chapter 25. And uh, it's the parable of the ten ten virgins. I'll I'll talk about the ten bridesmaids to just make you feel more comfortable. But... um, the concept was these were unmarried women who were at this, this wedding ceremony as bridesmaids, right? In the context of the scripture, what this parable is told for is the purpose of being prepared for the second coming of Christ. And I, I want to unpack that for you not for what that means for us being prepared for the return of the Lord, but also apply it to our day-to-day living as well as far as being prepared uh, for the Lord. So Matthew 25 verse 1 says this, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. By the way, the bridegroom is Jesus. He was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Now, you notice they all became drowsy and they all fell asleep, all right? Y'all want to practice this? Okay, everybody go like this. Pastor Mike has just been preaching so long. All right, everybody open up your eyes. Okay, they all fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But 
While they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready, everybody say ready. ready. They were ready, went with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others came, Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. You know, it was a real honor to serve at a wedding. And, you know, we make weddings a big deal, but they made weddings a big deal, like multi-day events, just such a, such a big deal. And, you know, these, these bridesmaids, they had a very special job because what would happen is the bridegroom, the groom, right, he would come from his house to the bride's house and there would be some type of nuptials that would happen, that kind of thing. And then there would be this procession typically back to the groom's home, and that is the place where they would, you know, party, you know, get the house music going, you know, put the parquet out there, and, you know, everybody's, you know, dancing to the newest line dance, you know, and, and that kind of thing, and Jesus is changing the water into wine, or the wine into water, whatever makes you feel comfortable. I'm totally messing with you all today. Um, anyhow, he, the, it was a big deal because they would do this procession, and their job was to light the way and to get all the way to, that, to the home where, where this was going to happen. And so they lit the way, and you know, the, the parable is about this important job they had to be ready. Now, the foolish ones were not prepared. And the, way, the reason they weren't prepared is because they didn't bring enough oil. They had oil in their lamps. And they're, you know, they, they kind of probably calculated, you know what, like, we got oil, let's see, probably show up around 10 o'clock, yeah, we'll take it, yeah, I got it, we're good. But it says in the parable that the, the groom was a long time in coming. I don't know about you, but other people have had this experience where sometimes the Lord takes longer than they expected. I know for you, that never happens, right? You're just, it's just like you pray and bam, it happens. It's just like, oh my gosh, right? Uh, every single day. But in this parable, the Lord takes longer than they were expecting. The wise ones, they went and got extra oil. They were over-prepared. And actually, they were just prepared enough, right? They, they went and made sure that they were ready. And sure enough, the groom didn't show up until midnight, which was apparently later than what everybody was expecting. And they had all fallen asleep, which is, I think, so interesting because this scripture, it's talking to us about preparation, but it's also showing us that we're still human, right? They all fell asleep. You know, they all, you know, were were asleep when, the, when, when they heard the news that he was coming. But they all woke up together, and some were ready and some weren't. And I, I wonder, like, prophetically, like, what that means for the church and, you know, the second coming of the Lord. Like, there'll just be kind of like this waking up, and there'll be people who are ready and people who aren't. Like, that's what this is talking about, right? And so it, it's kind of like that idea of, like, prepare yourself while you can prepare yourself, right? And, and that you... You want to prepare for more and for longer than you think. Did you catch that? Prepare for longer, prepare for more than you think. The foolish bridesmaids had to go and purchase oil. And the reason the wise ones would not share it, you'd go, well, that's not very Christian. They should have shared their oil. I think, I don't know, Jesus told this parable? So here's the thing. 
they, ha- they wouldn't share their oil because they needed to make sure that their lamp could get them to the groom's house, that their lamp could make it all the way. It wasn't about, I won't share. It's that I've got a job to do, and if I give you my oil that I prepared for, I won't be able to make the, the whole journey. That's what that was about. And so then the foolish ones had to go, and they had to get more, and, uh, and they were shut out of the house in, in this, um, this parable. There's this the second coming kind of preparation, right? And, you know, I, I like to really simplif- simplify it for folks, right? I think that we need to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow, and we need to prepare like he ain't even coming back in your lifetime. Did y'all catch that? You need to live like he's coming back tomorrow so that, you know, you're ready, but you need to prepare like he ain't ever coming back. Not ever, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. I need a little grace. I use a lot of words up here. Um, so, um, and so that's, that's what's going on there. But I want to make an application to your life like right now as well, beyond this. Are you, are you prepared or are you preparing for what's next? Now, some of you might go, I, I don't even know what's next, Right? But I want to ask you like a fundamental question. Do you believe God has a next for your life? Do you believe that like there, is, there are still pages turning, there are still chapters being written, and the chapters that have been written up to this point in your life have something to do with the chapters that are about to be written as well? Do you all follow me? That there's always a next. There's always... A preparation. I'm amazed. You know, I turned 48 last week. By the way, thank you for all the little little ones that you um, videoed saying happy birthday. I was like, Matt, I want that in my email. I, I need to just. I, it's like therapy. All these little little ones saying, we will. You could have one too for a big donation. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. Um, but there's this. There's all, I'm amazed that, so I just turned 48, like, there's always a next. I'm amazed that in every season of our life, it's like, you know what? What you've walked through ain't a waste. What you've experienced ain't a waste. What you've found in the Lord and discovered in the Lord ain't a waste. The mistakes you've made ain't a waste. Like, he, like all the pages of the book matter, and there are still pages being written. And let's face it. For some of us, like middle age, where we start to get a little older, it, it kind of like, you know, autopilot sounds really good. Because <laughs> I've been working hard. But here's the thing. There's always a next. You know, young people, uh, we're, you're getting ready to go back to school. And you need to be prepared, and not just with school supplies. Amen? Like there, there is a spiritual preparation of you know, when we go back to school and, and what the school looked like and who am I showing up to be and, and, and what am I looking for? And, you know, what's my, what's my concept of what it looks like to go back to school? Like, there is a next, right? For young adults, um, you know, are you preparing for what's next? The thing is, there is a praying for what's next, but are you preparing for what's next, Right? We pray for it. God, I want to see this in my life, and God, I have... But there's the preparation piece of it, of getting those things ready as well. Um, young families, 
First, I can say, I know, you're thinking, I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> I can't think about what's next. I'm still cleaning up yesterday's mess, right? But you, know, there, but, but you are preparing for what God has next for you as well and for your family. And God has things that are for your children, and God has thing, things for you. Like there, There's an intentionality with preparation, and you don't even have to have all of the details, but you can be prepared. Think of it like you're going on vacation, right? When you're going on vacation, how many of y'all start to build a list, right? You're just like, do, 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 and you're like, well, I let them do that, right? You start to build your list of things that you need on vacation. Why do you build, those, why do you build a list for vacation? So you can be prepared, right? Being ready. And you might not even know everything you're going to do on vacation, but you ready yourself. You pack the car. You put things in it. And what I'm trying to say to you today is that there is a, a packing of you There is stuff to be put in you at every season of your life, and God wants to use it in the next one. For those who are are middle-aged, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm fascinated by is I'm fascinated by all the work that I've done up to this point in my life, and yet the focus that God wants to bring is narrower and narrower as, I'm, as I age in my middle ages. Like there's this narrowing of like why you were created and a focus that begins to come. And I believe that God has, for you, has that for you. Because right now, if you're middle age, you have more experience than you've ever had before. That was really wise, wasn't it? Get it? You have more experience than you ever had, right? And you have your strength. There's something about that that is a special time to be able to pour out and to be ready for what's next. For our our older adults, um, you are gold. There is so much gold in you. And the value of the experience that is in you, the value of the stories that are in you, the the encouragement that you have to offer people. I'll tell you what, when you look in the eyes of a younger adult or a a child or or any age and you say, you know what, God's got you, what they they believe you because you're standing there saying God's got you. And they're like, I believe them. I, I receive that. The encouragement and the wisdom that you have is so valuable to us. And I want to tell you, don't sit on the sidelines. Open your mouth. And, and because we want to hear you. Do you hear me this morning? Can I hear amen? amen. Like, like we need that kind of wisdom. We need that in us. God, I really believe he is maturing us as a church family, and he has assignments for us. And those assignments have to do with reaching people who are lost and reaching people who are hurting. And as I was you know, preparing this word and I was thinking about us as a church, I was thinking about preparation, I thought about um, before the pandemic, we started our Victory for Generations and we're raising money for our building project. And you know, at that, mo- at that time, when we first started that, uh, that, bi- that Victory for Generations, you know, we, we had two services, and I, as, as they, they say in the business world, everything was up and to the right, right? And, you know, things are building and building. People are like, yeah, at some point, we're probably going to need to build. Let's start saving now. Let's start giving now. And over three years, do you know that as a church family, we put $300,000 plus into a building fund ready for what's next, right? And you know what? That is just as valuable. No one knew a pandemic 
was going to happen. No one knew that, you know, all those kind of things were going to happen. But you know what's amazing is in that first year of the pandemic was the last year of that Victory for Generations building fund. And we still nailed the target of our own commitment. Come on, y'all. Come on. To me, that speaks about what is in us in the realm of preparation. I'm not transitioning to talk about buildings and things like that. If you're wondering, like, is that where he's going? No. No. The concept of being prepared and being ready. Y'all, whether that's six months from now or a few years from now, there is a preparation that we've made for us and for our children and their children. And I think that's something to to be proud of in a God-honoring way. Amen? But like in us is what's more important than what's in the bank, right? What's in us, like what is God doing to prepare you so that you are a wise servant? So that in those moments when we wake up, we go, oh, 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 I got extra oil. I, I thought I was over-preparing, but actually it's just enough to get us there. And I want to tell you that preparing is not complicated. We prepare through, as it says in Hebrews, constant use of God's Word. Isn't that awesome? Constant use. It's like just working that clay over and over again. We, we, we prepare ourselves through pray. I love how Scripture says pray without ceasing. Isn't that awesome? Pray, 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 pray. And actually, in 2023, as a church family, we're going to have an entire theme about prayer where just as a church family, we are just going to build our prayer muscle. We're going to to build our prayer muscle so that when we pray for things, we're going to hear a rumble in the room rather than one person on the mic. Amen? I like that. Um, Worship, our personal worship and our worship on Sunday mornings. We've seen just in the last month and a half just something moving forward in our worship as a congregation. Do you know, when, when we do that, we create an environment of God's presence where other people come in and they can just come in and be touched by God while we're worshiping God. And he will do things that we can't do on our own in that place. Amen? And that is something that we do together and God does the heavy lifting and the miracles. And, you know, just the concept of our, our relationships and our love for one another and the, the pouring into one another, the encouragement with one another. And, you know, we do that mostly through our life groups and things like that where we're hanging out. And I know that Bobby's got letters on his thing that we are going to, you know, write meh and stuff like that. And we're all praying for, you know, for Robbie, you know, and his relationship with his wife. And, and that, you know, just something will happen. Go, do what you can, Lord. Do what you can. But you know, the beauty of those relationships that we're all like, I'm so thankful that Kevin is out there cooking barbecue right now, right? I mean, like the, the, something happens in here with yours. You start, you know, you're like, there's a physical reaction. But you know, those kinds of things are intentional. And what I want to say to us is God is preparing for us, preparing us for things to come. And we want to be those wise bridesmaids. All you guys said, yeah, that's right. I want to be a wise bridesmaid. What did the preacher talk about? He made Robbie a bridesmaid today. I don't know. Um, but I want, I want to be ready, right? I want to be ready. You see, the unwise ones miss the opportunity to go to the wedding. And in that 
landscape, it was, it was a much bigger deal because it was about the second coming of Jesus. But I don't know about you, but like, do you have a hunger in you? Like, I do not want to miss what God's going to do. I believe that he's up to something, and I want to have my ear to the wall so that when he's doing something, I'm hearing it and I'm ready. I just, I want to encourage us to prepare ourselves. Let's be wise. Let's say, God, I need more oil. I need more stored away, more poured in me, more, more ready. Show me what I need to be preparing for, but I want to prepare for what I don't know that's coming because we have a creative God who does things that we don't expect. But those who participate in it are the ones who are wise and preparing. I want to be that. Do you want to be that today? Would you stand with me today? I want to tell you today that if you have never had that moment in your life where you received Jesus as your Lord, today is your day. August the 7th, 2022. It is a good day to give your life to Jesus. And if you want to give your life to Jesus today, before you leave this place, I want you to come and let me pray with you. If you're online, I want you to go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps because we're going to call you and we're going to be excited for you. We're going to pray with you and make sure you have everything that you need. I want to take a moment. I want to pray for us corporately. And what I'd like to ask you to do is just in your own heart, say, do it in me, Lord. Do it in me. Like there's a personal ownership that goes with the corporate ownership. Father, we love you today. Lord, we do believe there's always a next. There's always something ahead of us that you're preparing. And Lord, we're not talking today about making up our own plans. We're talking about finding ourselves in your plans. And so, Lord, we don't have to have all the answers. But God, make us ready through constant use of the word. God, make us a ready people, God, for what you have next, God, so that, Lord, as you have assignments from heaven, Lord, we can say, here am I, send me, Lord, that we can respond, God, to what you're saying in our lives individually and corporately. Father, I pray, Father, over our young people as they go back to school, prepare them make them prepared. I pray for our young adults, God, would you prepare them, God, for what you have planned and for what's next in their lives. For us middle-aged people, Lord, help us to to just have a sense of clarity about the, the, the purposes for which you have for us moving forward. Father, for those of us who are older, God, who have so much to pour out, so much that they can give to us and, and do for you, Lord, we bless them. May they be prepared and be encouraged. God, make us a ready people. We recognize today, God, that intention is one thing and that we don't have the ability in our own works, God, to make things happen. But we ask, God, would you make us wise that we would prepare ourselves? Wise that we want to be ready. Wise that we be excited about the next change you have. Wise to say God is a creative God and he has something next for us. We thank you, God. Lord, prepare us. I pray, Father, that you'd give us big hearts. God, big hearts that, Lord, when we see people in the room, that we'll have capacity for them. God, when we see people in our neighborhoods, we'll have capacity for them, Lord. See people out in our workplaces, in the marketplace, God, that our hearts would be big enough, God, to to reach out to have a word of encouragement. Tell them you love them. 
Tell them you got a plan for them. Tell them you got a good purpose for them. God, you are such a good God. Father, help us to have plenty of oil. Plenty of oil for the journey. God, we love you and we honor you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.